Hey guys, welcome to Newcomers and welcome back to regular listeners. You are listening to On The Back Bar podcast hosted by me, Christopher Menning. How are you all doing for 2020? I've been doing dry January, which has been a bit easier than I thought it would. But um, we're only eight days in and so let's see how it goes on for the rest of the month. I think sometimes we forget how easy it is to slip into bad habits when being in the drinks trade. It's actually something we touched on in episode one with Millie Tang. So I suggest if you haven't listened to that yet, go back after this one. This week we have the wonderful Sawincha Sing Sawan, or more commonly known as Cha Cha. She's like a little celebrity in Bangkok behind some of the best bars in the city. She heads Rabbit Hole, which is currently number 34 best bar in Asia. Uh, she's part of Liberation with Thailand world class winner Gove. And late last year saw the launch of her latest venue, The Crimson Room. She has been an integral part of changing the landscape of the drink scene in Bangkok, and I think you're going to like hearing about her story. Before we get started, I want to talk to you first about Patreon and how you can be a part of the podcast. Patreon is a platform where you can support the podcast with a small monthly donation. This funding will help with all manners of things to equipment costs, editing, and even getting some hard-to-reach people to sit down with me for a talk. In this world, we live in being a creator is about creating communities around mutual topics of interest, and this is why I commit to you. You can find me by searching on Patreon on the back bar and I will pop up. What I will be doing is at the start of each month, reading out new patrons and saying a big thank you. So starting off with this week, I'd like to say thanks to Deng Noir, Ian Waller and Nuni Carnavali. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey and welcome to On The Back Bar. So without further ado, that's enough from me and let's begin episode number four with Cha Cha. Let's roll the intro. Benjamin Franklin once said, in wine there is wisdom, in beer there is freedom, and in water there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On the Back Bar, hosted by Christopher Menning, an industry expert, author, and bartender who's been in the industry for over a decade. On the Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the Back Bar. This is Christopher Menning. Hello, Cha-Cha. How are you? Thanks for joining us today on The Back Bar. Hi. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. I'm loving the weather in Bangkok right now. It's a lot cooler, right? <laughs> it's cold. It's cool. For me, it's what? perfect. <laughs> so, we've done a slight introduction about you and your role in Bangkok. Um, uh-huh. Could you tell us a bit more about your own personal development here and some of the projects you've worked on over your time in Bangkok? Okay. Um, at the moment, we are, we just recently opened Crimson Room for two months. Yeah, nearly two months. Mm-hmm. And then on January the 9th, we will open another bar called Draftland Cocktail Untapped. Wow, okay. So in total, in our group, we should have uh, Draftland, Crimson Room, Liberation, Rabbit Hole and Canvas. Brilliant. And we're going to talk about each one today. Sure. Um, I remember you did a talk for 50 Best in Singapore. Yes. And mm-hmm. you actually mentioned one of your targets was to open a bar every year. 
that sounds yes. crazy to me. How do you do that? You know. <laughs> no, because actually I have a spoke with the team before that. Right. So right since I joined a group four years ago, mm-hmm. I joined a group in 2015, and then four years ago we we're just talking about okay, we can open the bar, a bar that's never been like, open in Thailand before, mm-hmm. which is Rabbit Hole. We was focusing on because okay, the the owner who the founder of the group. Um, they are a traveler, that actual traveler. So they travel all around the world and then drink, eat, like, you know, do the lifestyle. But then when they come back to Thailand, they don't see anything like that. So the first the first mission was Rabbit Hole. And then after Rabbit Hole successful, we kind of have a dream. Like we spoke about, okay, what we should do next? We gonna, are, we, are we going to stop at Rabbit Hole? Or are we just going to keep going? If we keep going, what are we going to do? So how are we going to continue what what we actually want to do? So it ended up with, since year one, mm-hmm. we said, okay, we're going to open the bar every year. Wow, that's great. And yes, that's just, but, but that is start from there. Okay. And then we have, we kind of have year plan, like two years ahead. Okay, this year what we're going to do, next year what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. talking about Rabbit Hole, uh, Rabbit Hole's had great success and it's currently the 34th best bar in Asia, if that's yes, correct? Yes, it is. Wow, I mean, is that a lot of pressure for you and the team? It No, it, it's the same. <laughs> it's yeah, the same. Okay. We, we do the same thing. It's, it's not pressure or anything because I, have, I know that I have a wonderful team. And then they can do like a lot, a lot more. Mm. And can you tell us about Rabbit Hole? It's a speakeasy type of place, isn't it? It's quite hard to find on Tonglo. It's hard to find, yes. Yeah. So when we start Rabbit Hole, um, there was no bar around there, that area. It's only nightclub in Tonglo. So I tend there's a lot of nightclub in there, but it's not a proper bar in there. When we open it, the, the, the speakeasy ideas and stuff, it was not that at all at first. What we what was the original design was to to um, cover the entrance and everything just and no no glass mirror or anything at all it just to prevent the guest privacy so the people cannot see through and then so the guests in there they can have more private and then again we design things we have a sign actually but then we design the, the plate the side plate and then we decide the door after when the door come Mm-hmm. And then we put the side plate, it doesn't fit. So it, look, it looks oh, no. up. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Oh. It was, before it was not that big wooden door. It was something else. It was more industrial than that. Yeah. Yes. So then the sign was quite industrial. So we still keep the sign. Mm-hmm. After we opened for two weeks, we got the sign. We tried to stick it on and it doesn't look good at all. After mm-hmm. two hours, we took it out. And then we were thinking that we're going to design another one. But then we never did actually. Right. So it still have no signs and stuff. It is difficult to find. It is a little bit yes, but if if you go if you follow the Google map, you will stop like actually like right in front of the bar. Yeah, and can you tell us mm-hmm. about the cocktails? The cocktails we will. The cocktails when we started, we go for minimal. We have quite a big list and in, in the in the menu we have normally we have between forty up to fifty cocktails, divine by the category. It just uh, because we have a lot of guests for mm-hmm. each night, and we are afraid that we don't have time to explain 
to them each cocktail. We can we don't have time to go through. So I decide to put a menu in categories. Say like this page is refreshing. This one is dry, mm-hmm. fragrance, savory, spirit forward, and it's easy for them to choose. And we're focusing a lot more with uh, homemade stuff. If you go through the menu, you see you see a different a different um, homemade ingredients that create different tastes and different style of the cocktails as well. That's what we like to do. Yeah, and I love the fact you use homemade ingredients. Um, it's something <laughs> I used to do too. Liberation, the next bar we talk about, uh-huh. there's actually a, a sort of laboratory there, right? I'm sorry. They actually have a lab with yes. all the scientific equipment to make it. That's yes. Yeah, that's impressive. I've seen it. And can you tell us about where that kind of comes from and how you? Okay, so there's one thing I want to talk about today about liberation. Uh-huh. Uh, the water bug cocktail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can we go into that? <laughs> yes. So I have to start first when we have a idea of liberation. Mm-hmm. We have we have the head bartender first, the head and the senior bartender. Right. Which is Pickoff and Joey. They're both they're both a good friend and they both are very talented. So the the menu is come from these two mainly. Right. And then the water bug the water bug idea was okay, we, we, we want to have you see like when we travel and then we see people have a lab, we went to Operation Decker and see shit, there's a big lab. Yeah. So jealous. Cool. Operation Decker <laughs> before there was open lab. Yeah. And you can see from outside and then there's everything that bartender would ever dream of mm. we were there the whole team the whole team was there and start like oh that oh is that what what why is that why is that and then we was <laughs> it was like you know kid mm-hmm. looking to the toys and then yes and then we say okay we should get a rotor web we should have a lab a proper lab so we spoke with pick off with that so what can you do with the rotor web what can what can we create more and what can we create to make it different from this? So then one of the ingredients was water bug. Water bug is actually, at the end result, it tastes like um, pear, a wow. fruit, peach, a little bit peachy, a little bit pear, mm-hmm. a little bit like fermented fruit, mm-hmm. those, those kind of stuff. So the how to get the, that flavor out of the water bug was there was... Um, they were infused first, mm-hmm. and then they they go through rotowap to get that, because right. you know rotowap rotowap is 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 different. It's totally different. If if the orange flavor going in, the end result was not gonna be orange anymore. It's gonna be something else. So we experience um, new things every day, new flavors every day. So you're always experimenting as well, seeing what works, what doesn't. Yes. Mm. That's brilliant. And I mean the cocktails you do along all of the places are very spirit forward aren't they half of them spirit forward yes okay yeah yeah and um well we'll move on to the next bar then which is crimson room which like you said has been open two months yes um i went there for the soft launch and it's a beautiful venue really is it's um it's stunning and i saw some of the glassware you've got one which is like a (laughs) bird shape right yes yeah you knew which one um are you are you happy so far with crimson I am. In. I am very mm-hmm. much. Right. I am ha- happy with this place very much. First of all, it's um, we actually the 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 place actually come out exactly like what we would imagine at the first place. Mm. Yes, because um, we want to have a one of is one of our dream, which is jazz bar. 
So okay. what what does but that Bangkok does not have it yet? So you have New Orleans jazz. You have like, um, you have a lot more of jazz. Many places open and play jazz. Yeah. Okay. But then, but then we want more than just a jazz. We want experience with the jazz bands as well. So our jazz is standard jazz. Sometimes um, acid jazz. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we go pop a little bit. Depends on the crowd that day because you know we change the the jazz band every day. Mm-hmm. And then we have the players. We have the jazz, and then we have the cocktail. We have the selection. But if you go through the menu mainly, we we focusing on champagnes. Right. Because because this bar, the theme of the bar is celebration. Yes. So. We go something that what we can celebrate. So what when people celebrate, what they're going to, they're going something fancy. They go for champagne. They go for like cocktail that they can take picture and laugh about it. Okay, and can you tell us about some of the cocktails? Like one of your favorites on the menu. One of my favorite on the menu is b e e p o l l e n the one with the bird. Oh, okay. So the bird glass actually the first idea I bought it for. So um. So see, like um, I'm not a glass man yet, but mm. we need to have a good, good glassware. Yeah. And when I see somebody else on other bar have a better glassware, I'll be mad. I'll be so mad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the first I I got that that bird glass for one year. Yeah. It was in rabbit hole, but then it doesn't fit with the theme rabbit hole theme. Okay. I always want to use that glass. I have like um twelve of them first at the beginning, and then. I said, okay, crimson room. We need that that glassware. So mm-hmm. we we shopping the glassware. All the glassware shopping. It's come from Singapore, and we ship it to here. Right. And then the bee pollen cocktail. Uh, it start with from Non, our senior bartender. So he used to work in uh, t i e n s o p Thailand and Asia today, which focusing on the the honey. Yes, pretty much. So he yeah. So he used that idea, the to create. The homemade calamarized bee pollen and thyms. Wow! So that cocktail is based on Hendrix gin, yellow chartreuse, which is chartreuse have a lot of herb, but yellow chartreuse give uh, some chocolate taste, chocolate mm-hmm. nose, and then with uh, some citrus and caramelized bee pollen and thyms. Wow! Sounds mm-hmm. delicious. Sounds really good. <laughs> Thank you. It is very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Charter, where do you like to hang out in the city? Where do, Where do you go and drink? That's that's difficult <laughs> because you see, like I'm in Tong Lo. Yeah. I go I go the most convenient, which is backstage or locker room. Okay. Or yeah. liberation. Mm-hmm. So it's always cocktails for you. I use the light spirit forward very much because yeah. it does not give me hangover, and beside that, I don't like drinking juice. But then. You you see, like after drinking a lot for a very long time, <laughs> <Right> . Now I drink low ABV. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. I mean, I have to say congratulations because what you've done for the bar scene in Bangkok is incredible. And thank you. I think there's been a big change, right, in the last five or ten years. Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, what was it like when you first started bartending? Oh, it was it was very difficult and tough. I was bartending for. I've been bartender for fourteen years, mm. and then back then it was no Google, no YouTube. Right. It 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 was it was like a copy of a book. I couldn't even afford afford to buy a book, 
And then mainly mm. the book was written in English. I couldn't understand. I didn't understand it. That time my English was not that good. Right. So I didn't understand it, and then I couldn't afford to buy English book. So I have to get a copy from you know the the bartender before, yeah. and then go to the bar every day just to ask them. Like stay at the bar always. Like mm-hmm. if I work eight hour, I'll be at the bar like nine hours in the bar, and then just ask them, questioning them that like, what is this, what is that. It's so difficult wow. when when we will start. And what was your first bar that you worked in? I was working in a nightclub called Glow. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Sukhumvit 23. Right. And it's very different to what you're doing now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> very different. <laughs> well, so I, you know what? I didn't know. I didn't even know that I'm gonna end up like this because when I first bartending, right, I was bar back, and then step up to be bartender, and then the senior in there, one of the the bartender who who was the the main guy, he said, "I don't think you are the club woman. I think you more like restaurant and hotel. You should go for that." And after working in in nightclub for ten months, I actually moved to a restaurant. Oh wow! So you took his advice? Yes, yeah. I did. He he was right. Yeah. Because the nightclub is it's a you know nightclub wife. I'm not a fan. I like yeah. to party, but I'm not. I I don't feel like I would enjoy it anymore if I have to go back and work for a nightclub. And then after that, after ten months, I never work in nightclub. Again, right. just hotels and the song, and then I feel like ah, oh, this is good. Yeah, I, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is more me. So, what was the the point in your career where you turned around to yourself and you thought, wow, okay, I'm actually starting to be a big bartender here. Uh-huh. What was that point for you? When was like probably eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. I was. I was first time working in in a hotel eight years ago, and then I got they forced me to go into competition. I never competed before. Right, they forced so you. So you put yeah, the hotel forced me to go, and then you got put in to one room. I never met so much bartender before. In that room, have more than thirty bartenders sit in, sit right. in there, and then I look at everybody. I did not know anybody at all. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we we start to hang, we start to share information, and then from that point, I start to develop myself so fast. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And then yes, and then get to experience, and then exchange opinion with another bartender, and then from that point, I develop so fast, and then I start to feel confident, and then go back to compete and start to win some prize. Good. And then I know that ah, I can do something. So I start to, how do you say, like, actually um, speaking out what is my style. It just started like eight years ago. I speaking out. This is my style. Yeah. I would like to do this. This is what I like to share with you. This is my mono me cocktail. Yeah. And then people start to listen because they actually get to taste and they like it. They enjoy it. I say, ah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the first competition you won? I won a uh, Bacardi Legacy cocktail competition on oh, wow. 2012. That's that's a big one. That's like one of yes. the top. Congratulations, 2012. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wow. And uh, do you remember the cocktail you made for that? Yes. Okay. Uh, I remember the text. My friend texts me, bartender, say, okay, would you like to compete in this competition? Mm-hmm. I said, do you know that 
my cocktail is different, right? He, he was laughing so bad. He was laughing his head off. I said, I understand, but I think you should try. So I submit the recipe with rum, mm-hmm. cognac, coffee, two bar spoon of sugar. That's my that was my recipe. That was a recipe. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I got you and through. I, and then I won. I won with that recipe. Fantastic. Because I think maybe at that time back then, um, bartending or or cocktail scene was not, did not have like something like that. You know, more mm-hmm. more spirit forward. Like no fruit, no juice. This is not thicky cocktail. This is not refreshing cocktail. This is not um, tropical cocktail that you common see in the menu. So yeah. maybe that's why I won that one. Okay, fantastic. Um, another thing we're going to mention is that uh, Wonder Fruit is coming up, which yes. is a festival in Bangkok, just outside. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so it's 12th December, and you said that Rabbit Hole are going to be doing some stuff there, right? Yes. Last year we had Rabbit Hole Disco. Mm-hmm. That last year was crazy. It was epic, and then this year we will we will do it again with okay. our neighbor. Our neighbor will be Havana Social, Sing Sing Theater, and Polygon from Hong Kong. Brilliant. So it's gonna be a pop up bar. Yes. But okay. Proper pop, like not pop up, big, quite big though. Yeah. <laughs> when when you see when you see pop up bar, you normally think of um, two bartenders standing with. Um, a few cocktails but for us it's 10 bartenders oh wow <laughs> so yeah it's a big station. pop-up then okay <laughs> yeah it's a big big pop-up bar and we're gonna we're gonna be serving alcohol from daytime until 4am i think oh are you if gonna be you working have a the bar? Bar, i'll be dancing and drinking behind the bar yes <laughs> <laughs> okay great um you do quite a lot of traveling and uh, guest bartender shifts um yes. what was the most recent one you did in Bali, uh, we wow. did an opening party for Slumber Party. It's um, Slumber Party is one of our friends' bar. Okay. So we we kind of you know friend in the industry. So they went, okay, we're gonna open new new bar in Bali. So would you like to do it? So I brought me and Nun from Crimson Room. We did yep. that party. So it was so much fun. Oh, I'm jealous as well. Partying in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> Bali is heaven. Yeah. Everybody it's loves Bali. Yes. <laughs> And um, I, this might be a strange question, but I've um, I found that bartenders tend to have strange pets and animals. <laughs> and I say you're laughing now because so I've got a hedgehog, uh, which is quite a strange one, exotic. But you've uh-huh. got a couple of uh, I ha- giant. I have African Sukata turtles. Yeah, and for anyone that doesn't know, they're huge, aren't they? <laughs> um, they are three years old. They are fourteen inches and. Weighed around fifteen kilogram at the moment. I couldn't pick them up. No. I just it, there is two of them. They're yeah. too big. They, they when I first had them, they were so so tiny, two point two inches. I remember. Wow. And now they're fourteen. So you've got one <laughs> which is Abraham, right? And the other one is called. Oh, <laughs> uh, the the big brother is Tyson River, and the baby one, the <laughs> the younger, mm-hmm. is called Abraham A. Forest. Love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Cha Cha, that's everything I was going to ask you today. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for today. Um, no, it's been great. And uh, good luck for everything. You thank mentioned you. you have a new bar coming out for yes. Cocktails on Tap, right? We, yes. We will open on January in Saladang Sawan in the Common Project 
Mm-hmm. So, so the new command will be in Saladang Soi Wan, um, quite different from the first command in Tonglo. Right. But then it's they're going to be uh, the same, which is community more open for everybody all day, like hanging, you're going to hang around, bring your laptops and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the cocktail, our cocktail will be cocktail on tap. Wow. So the, the place called Draftland, like the one in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So actually the Draftland team from Taiwan together with us, and then this is a project that we're coming up to. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Ciao, ciao. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you, Ha. So I hope you enjoyed the show, guys, as much as I love recording it. Next week, we have David Lavassa. David Lavassa is a grower in Champagne. He produces a fantastic couple of bottles. And we'll talk to him about how he plays up against the big boys and marines and like the show please subscribe give us a rating um, you can also find us through itunes spotify we're gonna be on soundcloud soon we're really just trying to get out there but once again i appreciate all of you guys listening and i really hope to have you back next week thanks guys chris out <laughs>